millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is a new world order, and I am Chancellor of Zane Australia, Zane C. Weber. And sitting with me at the table this evening are our Supreme Leader Sebastian of the United States of Seb America, and El Presidente Jefe Grande Andrew Schossler of the Great Confederacy of Andropolia. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey. Good evening. Now, if you are joining us for the first time, here's what we do we basically solve all of the world's problems, and we do so. By yelling at each other and posting it on the internet. That's what the internet was built for. Yeah. Yep. Well, we're not strangers yelling at each other, but it's close enough. <laughs> if you wish to participate further, you may find each of our nations, our hypothetical nations, on nationstates.net and have a look at what we're doing with them. Now, we each have an issue to bring to the table, but before we do that, we need to once again address the slight hiccup in the numbering order of our <laughs> podcast feed. I'm very sorry about that. You might have noticed. Education is optional in my country. That so. our feed went straight from 9th to 11th. Now, we did not make a mistake. What, in fact, we did... Is this a 9-11 Illuminati confirmed oh. sort of thing? Is that what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I did, I did it. <laughs> it was him. It was me. I was... Wait, let me just pull off that mask. <laughs> Old man Wilson. <laughs> oh, no. No, that missing episode is not missing at all. It is merely located on our Patreon page for our Patreon supporters. So to complete all of the series of Law Onion World Order, not Law and Disorder, that's another podcast with another Patreon account, all you need to do is go to patreon.com, search for a New World Order podcast and donate at least $1 a month. Then you get a personalised RSS feed with everything that we post there. And let me just say, last week, our Patreon supporters... It was dynamic. Well, they were treated to... It was long, but they were treated to quite a dark, quite a dark episode. Andrew Polia did not... We did not disappoint. It was was a dark day. Act act two of the trilogy (laughs) of Carnage really did live up to its expectations. Let's let's hope that it it looks up this time, shall we? Do you want to wait until the end, Andrew Polly, to complete your trilogy of Carnage? I'm quite happy to. (laughs) Well, can I preemptively strike on this issue? Oh, yeah, sure. Because mine's all about that. Um, So this week's article of the Suplex City Post says, Reports indicate that several neighboring nations are engaged in major weapons programs in contravention of international law and treaty. 
focusing public disclosure on America's foreign policy, specifically its position on preemptive strikes, which I'm already a little bit terrified about because I don't have an active military. Terrified that you have the option to preemptively strike with no military? Yep. <laughs> this is like sending me in. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell them, guys. Wouldn't that solve a few problems? But yeah, so I've said before, but my military is my least funded government agency um, or branch. It's like, I think it's like 1.2% or something, mm. which is like, it's like that, when you look at your little pie graph, like that narrow bit that you can barely like click on. Tiny. All right, so option one. We need to respond to these terrorist scumbags, Raw's General Attila... <laughs> Dovrak, turning a slightly alarmed shade of purple. I say we announce any illegal weapons program will be treated as an act of war. The risk of harsh works turning into endless conflict that mires our troops in far-off lands for years at, t- at a time is a small price to pay for national security. He sounds like a charming gentleman. Mm. It totally if, just doesn't hold back, mm. does he? <laughs> if you don't act now, these foreigners will think they can push us around forever. They must be taught a lesson for the, for the good of the United States. <laughs> Upset America. <laughs> he yeah. didn't say that part, but he, he meant it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's like gun ho, I guess. Mm. Uh, option two. Diplomatic, diplomatic bureaucrat Fanny Long remarks calmly, <laughs> there's no need to go off half-cocked. It would be much better <sighs> if we used an appropriate international body, the World Assembly, say, or the Pacific Tribunal to investigate these rumours objectively for us. That way we have the international community on our side and no one can accuse us of playing judge and jury. It will be well worth the extra diplomatic costs and bureaucratic red tape. That seems far less deathy. Yeah, so so far she's winning. (laughs) So the option A is... Fucking go in. (laughs) First of all, buy lots of military resources, throw them at a country. Yep, and go in apparently... hope they don't come after you. Without the agreement of said board that we're a part of as well, I guess. Right, and then so the second one is... But you're going after the terrorists, so it's all okay. Yeah, Yeah. I guess so. And then the second one is get the third party to investigate, see what's going on. And then work with them. No direct direct intervention on your behalf. Correct. Right. Number Sorry? Boring diplomacy. I know. (sighs) Number three... If these countries don't respect international law, why would they respect international agencies? Wonders political analyst Cathelo Shatner. Our neighbours are acquiring these weapons for a reason. Nobody wants to pick a fight with a country that has weapons of mass destruction. Hear, hear. The solution is simple. (laughs) If we had WMDs of our own, they won't dare to strike at us. It may seem mad, but in this crazy world, it's the sanest thing we could do. No, that is almost a direct quote from Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> yep. So we all know how that turned out. Mutually assured destruction is just assured destruction. <laughs> and finally, noted pacifist and tambourine artist Rebecca Barrow oh, replies, as usual, She's our lovely. nation's proud leaders can only see violent solutions to our problems abroad. Wouldn't it be refreshing if they just focused some of the... Act- some of Oh my God, I can't even do this. Wouldn't it be refreshing if they focused on achieving peace through communication and accommodation rather than force of arms? You may call me a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Now, that sounds very hippie-ish and I personally find that repulsive, but I feel the essence of what she says has some merit. Yeah, that's the option I'm leaning towards second to that go through the United Nations route. That's interesting. Why wouldn't you go through the United Nations route? Because of what 
num- person number three said? Um, is that if they're not listening to the international well, that is a, that is a fair point. But also, currently, they're just doing things. They haven't made a threat against us. Like, okay, if I suspected you were going to do something, Zane, just off a whim that it could affect me and I called the police on you rather than being like, hey, Zane, I noticed you're buying a lot of knives lately. What's the go? And you're like, oh. I'm just, I'm just discovering my love of sushi. Yeah, <laughs> see, like, that could be the reason. But because I didn't have a chat with you Human first and sushi. went to the cops, suddenly your sushi endeavor is now police business. You- I'm just, escalating it. Just um, out of interest, cannibalism is legal in, say, Australia. Gross. Um, I just thought you'd be interested in knowing if you wanted to come over and have some sushi sometime. No, I'm good. Isn't uh, it also regulated? It is. Yes. Uh, it has to be willing and I have to get him a... But there'll be a doctor present. Hannibal, it'll be fine. Is it, yes, exactly right. <laughs> so I feel like bringing in the UN, while it says we remain detached from the situation, I also feel like... You're not going to gain respect for dobbing to their boss effectively. Well, like I will. It's too much. It's escalating. You, you can bring in the example of Russia or North Korea here, who both who are acting in contravention of certain agreements they've made with the United Nations uh, against any number of people. But in reaction to that, sanctions have been placed that have driven these countries to reconsider or alter their path. So yep. it's like while it's not as, as Andrew said, and it's flashbang and interesting, there's no nuclear war, but there is, it is kind of a slow, steady, considered political function that these international bodies have. Is, is, is this an actual document that uh, your neighbours are? arming or is there just speculation that they might be? Uh, reports reports indicate that several neighbouring nations are engaged in major, in major weapons programs. So we've, reports have been received, I guess. This is the danger of um, building up arms in order to defend yourself, that mm. it can be seen as, as aggression. Yeah, I moved my government underground one time just, <laughs> and people think I'm hiding all my... I just mine all of my nation's <laughs> uranium one time. I'm, That's right, you have a robust energy yes. program, don't you? In inverted commas. <laughs> America really believes in just doing your own thing. I'm not going to attempt to... I'm just going to talk to them. Well, I mean, so honestly, if, doing your own thing sounds like you would develop arms yourself as no, a deterrent no, no. for other people in, doing things to you. No, no, because we wouldn't want to... The whole idea is we want to live ice, in a nice isolated bubble. We don't want to draw attention to ourselves. We just want to be like... I don't remember what's stepping on, like Denmark. Like, they're just doing their own thing. When do you hear about them in the news? Like, they just do their oh, own thing. Oh, only that they're like leading the world in education and, like, happiness. Yeah, but they're not doing anything <laughs> threat-wise, I mean. They're not, no. There yeah. are only yeah. four million of them. <laughs> yes. They're a monoculture. Of course they can <laughs> do things so fantastically efficiently. I'm going to go with, with the pacifist route and okay. see how that plays out just because it's I the, think, say, Australia would have chosen the international yeah. uh, option. Really? I think so, yeah. Well, to be fair, they, they have not done anything violent. They have no threats. Yes. Yeah. So, like, uh, but I, I let think them be. The international option is because it's not just uh, an issue that affects your nation. It's an issue that affects 
really, really everyone within threat range of the neighbouring nations. So if, if, that's, gonna, if that's their intent. Well, that, that, that's what I mean. But that's like North Korea. Like if North Korea has a warhead that can cross the Pacific, then that is an issue for anyone within that range. So anyone within that range has a say in what in how North Korea is treated. Okay. Um, or at least North Korea is going to pay more attention to people within that range, how people within that range treat them. Okay, that's understood. So if every, if in a number of nations have a stake in this, then I think it should be up to those number of nations to come to some sort of accord rather than just one nation treating with each nation's individually. But I can see how, said America, that would fit into their yep. philosophy. So... Uh, talking point is the government is giving peace a chance. Aww. And my ma- uh, my headlines, latest economic data shows surge in manufacturing. <laughs> Seb Americans soak up the summer. Assault figures punch through historical lows. I'm no hero, says heroic Seb American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, up, ups, really not much at all. Niceness was up 2.1%. That was the, that was the top Well, one. you're really not doing anything. Like you're you're basically saying, so I heard you're arming. Is that something I should be worried about? And they're going, no, it's fine. And you're oh, going, that's cool. Downs yeah. are a little bit interesting though. My defense forces went down 75%, which means... From that- one person to one quarter of a person. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> just quarter time employed. Your- yeah. That's right. He's only, he's only on duty from nine until, uh, nine until three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> School but- times really, so he can <laughs> work around his boys. Yeah. <laughs> Next was black market down seven and a half and then it drops down to the twos. Yeah. So I really had no major changes. Yeah, like everything's really minuscule here. Do you yeah, think you well, made the right decision? I didn't get bombed. Now that, no, now that you know it had no real effect, that's fine. Do, do you think you made the right call? Yeah. Like I'm just as fine as I was when I didn't know. Yeah. Nothing's changed. Like it's Well, I, I, I guess what Andy's saying is like, were you hoping to make any international gains that didn't show oh, up? I would have liked to be seen as like Oh, look at them. They're just laying down arms. It's great. Like, I would have, like. Oh, look at me. I'm Jesus all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Guys, come oh, on. Oh, come you, on. Want, you want me to be president of the world? Oh, I, oh okay. Yeah. All right. I guess I can. Just for my lifetime, though. But say, Australia, you get on that immortality serum. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I was hoping it would maybe make more ripples, but it's, I mean, domestically, it just didn't do much. But that's fine. Like I said, it wouldn't change anything in our lives. We went from not knowing and doing nothing about it to knowing and talking to them but effectively making no change. I mean, I wouldn't say that. We did shrink our military. Yes. So I yeah. guess the change was no more military action. We will only work with words. Or less military yeah. action, more words. I'm curious what my military will look like but I guess we'll get to that at the very end. Yes, well, we'll do the roundup at the end The uh, every now and then. So I've got a an interesting topic in that I don't feel strongly about any of the options, but in that I feel that all of them have kind of a point to be made. So I'm interested to see what you gentlemen have to say mm. uh, to see uh, if you can point me in a particular direction. Mm. So the title of the issue is The Artwork in the Attic. And the issue is, after the death of the wealthy Maxtopian immigrant Emmeline Cho Huffington a large stash of paintings, many of which are believed to have been produced by the most notable artists in the history of Maxtopia, were found in her attic. With no will to reference, it's up to the government to decide what should be done with the discoveries. Uh So there are three options. 
Emmeline decided to make a strange Australia her home, comments Lucas Louis Picard, uh, the Minister of Fine Arts, who was a close friend of the deceased woman. I know her character well enough to say that she would want her collection to remain here. She was a patron of the arts. I suggest we make an endowment to the Australia City Museum in her name. The Maxtopians are welcome to visit the museum and pay to see the paintings like anybody else. Mm-hmm. That reasonable. Seems to, that's that's reasonable. very reasonable. She took mm-hmm. the paintings from Maxtopia? Or and what? left them in Zane Australia. And she, she died here. She lived here for a number of years. She's one of her friends who does have a little bit of a uh, vested interest in seeing the paintings stay. But if there's no claim that yes. they were stolen, then it's perfectly yes. legitimate that they stay where they are. Pay to see them, gasps Sabina Weatherhead with a very masculine voice, <laughs> uh, the Maxtopian Minister of Culture and part-time art critic. There are paintings of great historical and cultural value to my country in that collection. They should be returned to Maxtopia with all due haste. Just imagine the fall of St. Parisburg hanging in the walls of the Maxtopia Natural Museum in the very room where it was painted by Wilhelm Aldejong as the noises of war reached his ears from outside his study. Does it not stir your soul? Again, she was Maxtopian. The paintings are mostly of Maxtopian historical. If they were that um, important, why did they not petition during during the dear old lady's lifetime to again, buy them? Yeah, and if they did, why did she refuse? Yeah. yeah. Uh, number three is, why not put them up for auction? Asks auction master Matt Lannister <laughs> with a dramatic flourish of his gavel. That way, whoever wants them the most will purchase them. Do I hear wealthy Maxtopians? Museum curators? Do I hear eccentric collectors? Sold to the highest bidder and the money in the government coffers to boot. So basically, we sell them. And if Maxtopia wants them, they can buy them. And if the museum wants them, they can buy them. And if other anyone else wants to, they can buy them. If you're going to try and sell them back to the country they were taken from, you are just flipping them off. Well, so we're hard. not we're not <laughs> trying to sell them back. I don't think. I think it is honestly is like this is saying whoever wants them the most demonstrate that. Okay, so somebody, let's say somebody paints somebody Australian, right? Do we have any painters? Yes, Ken Doan. Right? Sure. I'll yes. take your word for it, yes. Okay. So Ken Doan paints, paints something. Because he is an Australian, has Australian citizenship, does that mean the painting is also Australian? Yes. Does it, does it hold because any... Because Lord of the Rings was directed by Peter Jackson in New Zealand, in New Zealand but it is an American film because the Americans yeah, paid for it. They produced it. I wouldn't call so, Lord of the Rings a New Zealand film. But it was still, was it still directed by a New Zealander, written by a New Zealander and filmed yes. in New Zealand but because it was funded by an American, America, American company, it counts as an American film. So I'd say that if he's doing every part of the process, right. well, then it's definitely an Australian thing in this case. Well, then you're See, not really selling it back to the country because the country never owned it in the first place. It was the artist who owned it. Yeah. And I would say that Lord of the Rings isn't a great example because they're, everyone here is arguing um, cultural importance. Yep. So... Like say say we got the original copy of the waltzing Matilda manuscript yes. that Banjo Patterson wrote. 
Is it Andrew Patterson? Yes. 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 Um, would that, so say that was discovered in Japan, somewhere that we don't, we, we're friendly with but we don't have any, would you support the Australian government petitioning the return of that particular document to Australia for our own historical records? No. Yeah. Would, would you support them asking for it back? Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Because it wouldn't have no cultural significance there at all. Why not? Okay, so... Because they, I can blatantly say without generalising that if you asked a million Japanese people what the hell Waltz and Matilda was, they couldn't answer you. Yeah, but clearly one person thought it was important yeah. enough to, to house it in Well, Japan. they shouldn't have died because well, they can't, <laughs> well, yeah, now they can't maybe, participate in my survey. Maybe Banjo-Patterson's <laughs> great-great-granddaughter moved to Japan and it was just her prized possession oh. but she died without a will. And so it's up to the government to disperse her belongings. To be um, fair, I think the Japanese government would give it back because they're a very politely run government. <laughs> well, let, okay, well, let's say that there is a price tag on it of $100 million. Okay. Would it feels you, like would, extortion. You no, know, well, that's what it's worth on the open market. Yeah. And so you would say that the Japanese government should give it back to the Australian government for $0. Or would you also support the Australian government spending that $100 million on this one artefact? I think that's a bad way for governments to work alongside each other. Like, Well, obviously there are other options, yeah. but these are the three that are given to me in this particular... Yeah. Yeah. I would like to take a slightly different tactic, mm-hmm. and that's to bring up salvage rights. Because it wasn't the Maxtopian government or the Minister of Culture that suspected these paintings were there and sent an investigatory... Yeah, person to, to do it. These were discovered presumably by the new the coroner build, building or, owners yeah, or the coroner yeah. or something. So I would think that they would have at least you know some say, uh, if not if not a, a complete say in what well, happened. Well, I it. suppose the executioner of her will. Um, well, there's no will. That's that's, that's yeah, the whole that's issue. The, yeah, yeah, so um, whoever that falls to, which obviously is a government department. So mm. we've got whether we keep it in Zane Australia and profit from it, but we don't deny its cultural heritage. We send it back to Maxtopia, uh, where it is has arguably the most cultural heritage, or we let whoever wants it the most buy it. I would send it back. I would let the museum creator, curator um, uh, take over um, possession of them. Mm. I think out of all three of these, I... I relate to the museum curator the most just because he seems to care more about the the deceased and her relationship to the art and the art itself rather than the Maxtopian who seems to care mostly about Maxtopian patriotism. Yes. And I'm not here to really profit off whatever. And I think we do get marginal profits from the museum, but I think that's also... Culture is also important in Zane Australia. So I'm, I think I will go with uh, keeping it here and putting it in a museum. And, and in a lot of ways that's also the path that is the least damaging. Yes. I mean the paintings have to be moved the least distance. Um, they also remain more or less where they, where they are. So, you know, if she had them displayed and she had – she was clearly yeah. um, big in the art uh, world. Mm. Um, so people would know that it was there. I'm sure she would have had viewings – uh, at her, at and her there place. is, um, and there's nothing here saying that we're going to gain any uh, political 
traction with Maxtopia. There's no like falling out that we're going to be repairing with this. There's no. But I think you're going to be create create a fallout by yeah, well, not giving it back. Let's see. Um, I'm yeah. I'm happy to go number one. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't go number three, Andy. I thought I thought putting it up. I suppose well, giving the, the problem, money to the government. The problem, yeah. the problem with putting it up for sale is that then um, the proceeds have to go to somebody. You're, yeah. you're then still giving ownership of the paintings to to somebody. That's very true. Um, and in the case where she didn't have a will, at least with the museum, it's up for the public to okay. to view. Yeah. Yeah. So, Maxtopian tourists make expensive pilgrimages to Zane Australia City to enjoy their national art. Oh, there you are. The headlines read: Archaeologists unearth ancient uh, unearth ancient ruins. Uh, parents teach preschoolers preemptive strike doctrine. <laughs> Some American uh, immigrants there. Clearly. Um, and preemptive strike. <laughs> and houses flooded in freak storm. That seem very. Uh, I've unloaded. Uh, I've I've unlocked some banners. Develop a thriving industry and develop a cultured nation of at least eighty million with good oh, civil rights. Wonderful window shopping. Uh, okay, weaponization is up six point seven percent. That's the highest thing that goes up. Clearly, they were more valuable than you thought. Than having yeah. guarded. I've got uh, culture, economic output, average income, and tourism all up between. Three and five percent. Uh, the big downs are weather down two percent, niceness down one point eight, and then taxation, charmlessness, uh, manufacture, agriculture, and cheese are all down around one percent. So no huge changes. Nothing really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, except apart from weaponization. Weaponization. Well, and even that's only six point seven percent, and so I don't have a lot of that at the moment anyway. So it's not a huge, huge jump. Uh, yeah, okay. So I, I guess that's the... That's the, uh, the rub. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> now for the big ticket item. Let's this kill is some the, people. This is the grand finale in the trilogy of Carnage. Act three, <laughs> which promises to be explosive. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> Regarding robbers' rights, the Household Defence Alliance is lobbying for the right to kill anyone who trespasses on private property. We must take a stand against burglars and looters entering our property, explains HDA President Catherine Gratwick while digging a moat around her house. We should be able to rip the guts out with a machine gun, no questions asked. If they want rights, they should have considered the poor sod they were robbing. Mm. Mm. The American the American approach. <laughs> Only in some states. Not in, not in every state. <laughs> Only in parts of America. America is not homogenous. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Despite our um, insistence that they, that they do all act alike, they do not. Look, California will split <laughs> off and it will be fine. Even burglars have human rights, says Boris Mulder, while, <laughs> while thieving an ample from your pocket. <laughs> we don't deserve to be shot for trying to make our way in the world. People are far more important than property. I hope you agree. Why attack a burglar? That's the job of the coppers. I think anyone injuring anyone else should be severely punished with no excuses about trespasses or defending your property or yourself. That last two words. 
really, uh, really switches that whole thing he had around. You. He had you and then he lost it's you. kind of like, oh, everyone's got human rights, you know, so I should be able to punch you. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, exactly mm. right. <laughs> hey, let's not be hasty. Cautions Harriet, <laughs> Harriet Targanyan, an anti-gun protester. I'm not for ridding, riddling burger, burglars with bullets either, but I do want to protect my family. I think it would be a lot more sensible if we allowed homeowners to attack burglars, but not with guns. In fact, it would be even better if we just banned guns while we're at it. Ooh. So tempting. Or you're already went up in authoritarianism last time. I did? Yeah, banning guns. That would be a I sharp mean, that, increase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's not a bad option, but... It is. Yeah, like but the, uh, you, you ban guns in your black market, it's going to go up. I, 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 suspect, yeah. I suspect you're right. But, yeah. but whether or not the black market goes up, it's still how Andropolia treats its laws. Yeah. yeah. No matter what you do. Is it only those three options? It is only those three. Ooh. And I have to say, it's, it's, a, it's a tough call because mm. they all kind of make good points. Uh, it wasn't tough for me. No. Yeah, I mean, and you 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 want to ban guns? I, I, I expect no. The sep- I can't as a sub American. I can't ban anything. That's my Achilles heel. Um, hmm. How can I? How, <laughs> how can I use that information in my invasion? Um, no. Um, this is weird. I'm very anti de- me Sebastian. Very yes. anti death penalty. I think there's better better ways. But I also think that when you're someone's when you're in your home. You should not be touched, and I love. I, I'm the idea that you could put harm on someone who broke into your house and then be punished for such pisses me off. And I would go option one. Okay, option one being that you're free to kill anyone as long as they're on your property. Yeah, my assumption is people won't always try to kill people. They will. The good of humanity, they will do what they have to okay. to eliminate a threat. All right, someone. Yes, that's yes, a, that's there a are very, people. That, that's a very good point. Yeah, there are people that will go for a headshot. There are. It's true. But there was a lot of people who would just be like, I broke his arm. Let's just say you stole all my marshmallows and I'm very angry and I want to kill you. Half true. I invite (laughs) you over to my house. Yep. I yell, oh no, stop stealing my stuff. Bang, 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 you're dead. Yep. Okay. That's true. I mean, like there's room for abuse. There is. I was just saying, when guns are in there and you give individuals power over other individuals' lives... I think that is a really, really tough call to make. Yeah. Because that's one person making a choice, a life and death choice for another person. What was option two again? Option two uh, was um, uh, that it's the job of the coppers to attack burglars and he thinks that anyone injuring anybody else should be severely punished with no excuses about trespassing or defending your property or yourself. Definitely no to him though. And number three was the one that said they can defend themselves but ban guns. Yeah, but ban guns. That one, I guess. Given given the room yeah. for abuse with guns, but I also 
for me, I would love to ban guns. I don't. Yes. I don't care, yes, yes. especially in Australia. Unless you're in the farmlands and you need one to protect stock and stuff, I understand that. But there is very, very little reason to have a gun in this country. Like <laughs> 26, I've never been like, oh, if I had a gun, that would be easier. Like oh, not once. He's like, oh, if I had a gun now, I would be killing so many people. <laughs> like, I honestly, like, I know they're around, but I, they're, I, they're I not a part of the say, culture Seb, here. I think option number two is the perfect option for Seb America because if someone is breaking into someone and stealing something, you let them do that and then the police take care of it. So if someone hurts you, they get in trouble for it. Yep. And if you attack them, you get in trouble for attacking them. So if you're hurting someone else, you also get in trouble for it. So you're best if you don't do anything to anyone. But let's extrapolate that a bit. I'm not just robbing you. I'm tying you to a chair and I'm beating you. You manage to get free, you throw a punch at me, and now we're both in trouble. Yeah, but you're definitely in more trouble because you instigated it. You also did more damage. I just fought back. I mean, self-defense would still be a thing, but you'd still get in trouble for hurting someone else. But they're saying self-defense isn't a thing. They're saying you don't have the right to harm anyone without punishment. No, but you'll still get in I trouble disagree. Zane, you've read my mind. Hmm. Because on the surface, option number two seems like it's saying, you know, be, be passive, don't do anything at all. But that's not at all it. What it's saying is that you are responsible for your actions no matter the context. Yeah. A punch is a punch yep. whether you were punched first or you threw the first one. It is, it is exactly the same action. Whereas I think you're going to get criminals walking into houses with baseball bats and everyone keeping an awkward three-metre distance from each other not wanting to throw the punch and you're going to get so much shit stolen without a person being touched because both sides are now too afraid to do anything. Well, there is a... There is, you've created constant Mexican standoffs in homes. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, no, I, I don't think so because there's a value to, to your stuff, right? And if, and if you protect the value of your stuff by trading it for your own freedom, essentially, if you're going to be incarcerated mm-hmm. for, for you know, breaking somebody's arm, but in turn stopping them from stealing your stuff... That may be a trade-off that makes or sense again, at the time. you go to prison so that your family doesn't get hurt. So and you, they also know not yeah. to be messed with, that, any, s- that anybody coming in. The, the, the point of, of, of number two is that, yeah, if you're going to defend yourself and you're going to take a violent action against somebody else, you are not absolved from doing that just because they are on a particular bit of property. Mm. You are still responsible for everything you do no matter what is going on. Ugh. And I like that. I really I, like that option. I like three only because it's, it's, it's you can defend yeah. your property <laughs> to a line. Honestly, Zane Australia would probably go for number three um, because not only does Zane Australia not believe in violence or and and guns, um, but I think that is the most logical option. Three or two, sorry, three, three. Yep. I think two definitely does fit into both of your. Because yep. with Andrew Poli, it's all about individual responsibility. And with Seb America, it's all about not doing anything until something's done to you. And then taking responsibility for that. Or yep. letting the law enforcement take care of it for you if you don't want to. Yep. Whereas I personally, three. Why would you want to ban guns? Me personally or mm-hmm. Seb America? Mm-hmm. No, you personally. Me? Useless. Why is banning guns important? Why is having guns important? It's useless. They're literally made to kill. I'm not saying every gun's a killer, but I'm saying when was the last time a gun like shot out of a, you know, a bullet shot out of a gun and then just like hugged someone to safety? 
no matter what like, you do, you can ban anything you like or you can um, uh, put, into, put into legislation that people must do a particular thing. Mm. No matter what, what you legislate, you do not change behaviour. If somebody wants to buy a gun or doesn't want to buy a gun, they will be more or less unaffected by the laws surrounding that. But an axe murderer is easier to stop than a gunman. But, it, uh, but it's also a matter of Have you ever faced it. an ex-murderer? <laughs> Obviously not. Somebody going berserker at you, yeah. I don't think you're going to be putting up shields and plates and trying to defend. I think you'll be running just as, just as you would from somebody Yes, but armed. it's a lot easier to escape one than someone with a rifle. Well, what, what Seb's saying is a gun immediately escalates the situation to life and death. You're much more likely... Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, if you have a gun pointed at you and when you someone's holding an axe threatening to kill you, like... I'd rather be in the could, axe situation. Yeah, and a gun is much more likely to accidentally kill you than an axe. Axes don't randomly That's, go off. <laughs> axes don't randomly go off, that is, that is true. But um, one of the statistics coming out of England, which also, I mean, Australia has banned guns following the, the mm. Port Arthur uh, massacre. Uh, and England um, also banned guns. I don't think they had any... Some, um, their cops don't even carry guns. Their, their cops certain... don't even carry guns, but violence did not decrease. But deadly violence probably did. No, no, no. The number of deaths, right, as, 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 um, as, as a result of violent attacks has not changed. It has not changed. All you did was change gun deaths into knife deaths. That's all that happens. People are not changing their motivations by which weapon you allow them to, to carry around with them. However, I will say accidental gun deaths have gone down in Australia. That, that is yeah. true. That so is true. I, I think banning guns, regardless of the property issue in this, in this question, yeah. I think banning guns does have an overall benefit in terms of cause of death. Uh, yes, but there are other ways to to decrease accidental gun deaths. Yes, um, a lot of a lot of them are responsible <laughs> gun even, ownership. Even 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 yeah. without legislation, that's yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Uh, I guess I'm just being really strange here, but I have no cultural identity with guns. I guess if I was American yes. and grew up in certain states, I might be like, no, it's just part of life, but it's really. It's never been a part of my life. It's the point where I'm like, oh, fucking just buy a knife. You know, not everybody, not everybody has to carry a gun to get the benefit of... of um, Enough some, people carrying a gun. Of, 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 of somebody intending you harm not knowing whether you have one or not. Yeah. Right? That's a very powerful thing. And even if 1% of the population is armed at any one time, uh, somebody wanting to, to do you harm has to, has to think for itself, hold on, am I... Even if they know the statistic, am yeah. I running into this 1%? Am I opening up myself to a whole lot of risk that, um, that I wasn't prepared for? Yep. So the idea of a gun can also be a very powerful thing. So, ben, so ben, that being said, is Andrew Polly going number two? Number two. It's yep. subtle. Um, it, you know, reading yeah. it at first, it, it, it makes it sound like you know, everybody's being absolved, but that's, that's absolutely not the case. It is everybody remains responsible no matter the context. Yeah, I, Zane, Zane Australia can, can definitely see the benefits of number two. Uh, I think Zane Australia would just also jump on the... Banning guns. Banning guns, yeah. Only because I haven't had the chance yet. And I was like, <laughs> perfect, go for it. Ban cars, ban guns. I have cars still. They're all no, nuclear no, powered. Zane Australia. Oh. Following that, in oh, the no. grand finale of the trilogy of Carnage... Everyone dies. 
Burglary is widely regarded as the national sport. <laughs> the purge is real. <laughs> this is that Mexican standoff situation I was talking about. Because now they go in knowing no one's going to stop them. Yeah. I mean, this this game does take things to, to the, the extreme. Extent. Which is why I said this thing yeah. what would happen. And it doesn't disappoint. <laughs> The news headlines from the Andropolian Sentinel. Tourism industry discounts benefit locals. Uh, Passerby saves child from mugger. Mm -hmm. Very good. Accountants in demand as taxation code grows more complex. Oh, no. Got to get to that tax code now. (laughs) Comedy, drama rule, box office. Comedy, drama, rule, box office as action flicks fail. Aww. Very weirdly worded with, yeah. a, with a comma in the in the inappropriate place. All right, authoritarianism, believe it or not, is up again fourteen percent. Huh? Yeah. This All is right. this is turning back into the dictatorship that it was, um, despite my best my best efforts for it to. Um, well, I guess in this in this be. case, father really does know best. I mean, that's that's just the oats that you have to eat. This this is true. And my pilgrims, that will will be an intergenerational change, I'm sure. Um, Income equality up again, 11%. I think this is um, a wave. The the trilogy of carnage has, you know, created this massive wave of equality and authoritarianism, apparently. Crime, unfortunately, up 5%. Well, you know, so what? You're, You're a beneficent dictator. That's... That's true. Yeah. Crime is crime is remains a problem. Maybe I should have let everybody, you know, thin thin the herd a little bit from the from the uh, unwanted. I'm types. almost I'm almost certain if you had been guns, crime would have gone down. <laughs> Just because, again, like you're saying, Possibly. like you don't know if guns are a thing, but in America, where you have to assume that guns are a thing, armed robbery is obviously a lot more common. I would wonder about the statistics on those whether proportionally armed robberies happen. More, oh, absolutely! More often in America than in they America do. compared to Australia, which is something that came up when okay. they were going over gun laws. Okay, yeah, fact, they, much they really do. In America. The fact that when there's an armed robbery, it shows up on the local news here as news. Yes, shows that we don't have it that often. Okay, yeah. like it's not news over there. Propor- no, 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 that's, proportionally, that's it's yeah. much higher. It's a big deal US. when it actually happens here. What about yeah? When it does happen here, how much money do they typically make off with? I wouldn't even know where. And to begin are they to caught estimate. in the same? Usually they area. are. Yeah. There, there, there are a lot of numbers here to unpack if you yeah. if you really want to. Usually, like whenever you hear about honest. it, you hear like yeah. later that day they've been apprehended or the yeah. next day. Yeah. Um, pacifism up eight percent hmm? and taxation up two percent. Dark days for Andropolia. Dark days indeed. The trilogy of carnage <laughs> has lived up to its oh. name. Uh, the economy uh, down five percent. Tourism down four percent. Um, economic freedom down five percent. Mm. Ideological radicality is down eight oh, percent. So something. Manufacturing is down eight percent. Wealth gaps are down ten percent. I'm not quite sure oh. why that's happening, yeah. or, but clearly, um, I guess the big, poor are stealing from the rich. Yeah, well, there's a go. That's where yeah. it's going. From. There could be forces at work of <laughs> yeah, which we are not thing. aware. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Arms manufacturing down thirteen percent. Um, I think that's a that's yep. a good thing if that's if yeah. that's where people clearly want less guns and yeah the yeah. free market is 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 solving that and we- we- weaponization down eighteen percent that's that's the largest um, uh, decrease all right uh, so on the whole um, 
not, not really. Great. I mean, a mix of good yeah. and bad. It's it's um, not I mean, really. You got some some big picture benefits with some smaller picture detriments. Exactly right, yeah. and not uh, and not entirely clear which direction it's going in yeah. at the moment. But for but for the moment, um, there hasn't been a, a shift in the government. It still remains an inoffensive centrist democracy. The Confederacy of, of still inoffensive for now. <laughs> I wonder how many more percentiles of uh, authoritarianism <laughs> you've got there. <laughs> Those Stalins. I've almost got a whole Stalin. I've almost got a whole set. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, shall we do a whip around roundup Sounds just good. to end? Uh, so we've we've done uh, four episodes now. So let's uh, do the roundup. So Zane Australia, uh, civil rights is rated as excellent. The economy is now good. And political freedoms are rated at superb. Oh, wonderful. Uh, the People's Republic of Zane Australia is a huge cultured nation, renowned for its compulsory military service, complete lack of prisons and restrictive gun laws. Uh, the compassion, compassionate and democratic population of 371 million are free to do what they want with their own bodies and vote for whomever they like in elections. Uh, the medium-sized, outspoken government juggles the competing demands of welfare, education and industry. The average income rate is 43.1%, but much higher for the wealthy. Uh, the Zane Australian economy worth $21.8 trillion frugals a year, fairly diversified and led by the tourism industries with contributions from beef, cheese and uranium mining. Uh Average income fifty eight point uh, fifty eight thousand six hundred twenty seven frugals distributed extremely evenly with little difference between the richest and poorest citizens. Wow. Uh, so the number of students attending university all time high. Leather clad individuals are work, walking around public parks. <laughs> Maxtopian tourists make expensive pilgrimages to Zane Australia City. Uh, crime, especially youth related, related, is totally unknown. And Zane Australia's national animal, the peacock, which is also the nation's favourite main course. So uh, things are looking up in Zane Australia. Excellent. We've Excellent definitely, we're, our economy is picking up and uh, political freedoms and civil rights are both uh, on the rise. Still high. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, said America's civil rights are very good. The economy is strong and the political freedom is world benchmark. Mm, well done. Um, the United States of America is a huge, genial nation, notable for its complete lack of prisons, suspicion of poets, and <laughs> devotion to social welfare. The compassionate, hardworking democratic population of the same, 371 million Americans, enjoy a sensible mix of personal and economic freedom while the political process is open to the people's right to vote held sacrosanct. Unlike those countries which have a ridiculous mix. <laughs> <laughs> um, the medium-sized outspoken government prioritises welfare, although administration, education and health care are also considered important. I'm interested that you prioritise that welfare when I just juggle it with education and industry. I thought for sure I would be mm. the most welfare-heavy nation of us all. Hmm. Um, Clearly you've got a long way to go. While mm. spirituality and environment are ignored, ignored but that would be the... Time I yes broke down an entire forest, devastated all <laughs> yep. your rainforest, killed well, the dogs. They grow back. It's what trees do. It's all they do. Um, it meets to discuss matters of state in the capital city of Suplex City. The average income tax rate is eighteen point nine, which is a bit higher than I want it to be, but okay. Uh, well, talk to me when you get to forty three point one. I will say, in the course of the last three weeks, it has fallen. Uh, 0.7 of a percent. Mm. 
So it is going down. The strong South American economy worth 20.5 trillion guilders a year wow. is fairly diversified and led by the uranium mining industry with significant contributions from book publishing, wood chip exports, and automobile manufacturing. Average income is 55,170 55, guilders with the richest citizens earning 5.3 times as much as the poorest. So wow. Bit of a wealth gap there. <laughs> Uh, and finally, government reports are now used to teach toddlers to read. All government facilities are built on subterranean citadel of Suplex City. The underwear of women in power issue of the Suplex City Times is sold out. And the government is giving peace a chance. Crime is almost non-existent. America's national animal is the dog, which teeters on the brink of extinction due to widespread <laughs> deforestation. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> for, if for nothing else but that. But Why that underwear of women in power. <laughs> so weird. Gosh. I just... Freedom of the press. <laughs> all right. All, all right, Andropolia. Let's see what the damage is. So Andropolia has gone through some massive changes in the last few weeks. Um, all with a, pr- a pretty devastating effect for the economy, uh, comparatively. It's still it's still good yeah. um, by the by the measure. Civil rights are very good, and political freedoms are excellent. So the Confederacy of Andropolia is a huge, socially progressive nation, remarkable for its compulsory military service, rampant corporate plagiarism, and complete <laughs> absence of social welfare. Corporate plagiarism, <clears throat> oh, because I uh, abolished co- oh, copyright. Of course, yes. yes. Copyrights are not a thing. There have been a lot of big changes. Mm. Um, cars were banned, though not. F- I interpreted yeah. differently from how it was written, but it eventually ended in the. Uh, uh, complete complete destruction of the um, uh, auto uh, manufacturing in- industry. Mm. Uh, yes, copyright was uh, was abolished as well. I'm sure that had ramifications. And of, of course, uh, only a couple of weeks ago, I um, uh, fired 10 percent of uh, gov- government. government workers yep. just like that overnight. Just <laughs> they, they they didn't fit in the real LNP move, man. <laughs> real LNP move. But I did it for the right reasons. <laughs> so there's turmoil now. I'm I'm confident it will it will <laughs> blossom into a beautiful flower, just like a just like a trimmed hedge. <laughs> it will it will flourish. The hard-nosed, hard-working democratic population of 369 million have some civil rights, but not too many. Enjoy the freedom to spend their money however they like. Amount. It's just enough to be just to be light <laughs> enough to say they have political freedom. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the freedom to spend their money however they like, to a point. <laughs> oh, really? And take part in free and open elections, though not too often. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, good. It's like reading the bloody, the exact opposite. Like I'm looking at mine, like you're just swapping out adjectives, but it's, yeah. all, it's all just the other way around. <laughs> the tiny government juggles the competing demands of defence, law and order and healthcare. The average income tax rate is 8.2%. Mm. Um, I'm disappointed that it's no longer a flat rate. I shudder I shuddered to think it, it, it was a flat rate of 8% oh, so after, after the government bit. split. So I don't know if it has, if it's simply a, a, a rephrasing of what it is or if we have unfortunately instituted mm. progressive um, Well, the progressive tax rate taxes. has gone up a couple times over the last couple of weeks, so... It's, that, yeah, that, just that small is true. amounts, but yeah. But it has it has not entered double digits, and I um. So you're eight eight percent. 8. I'm 2. eighteen, and Zane's forty something. Forty three point one. Jeez. Yeah. 
I'm moving. On. Yeah, you're still bigger welfare than me. Yeah, yeah. more welfare, ninety percent welfare, a bigger economy, and more wealth disparity yeah. than Andropolia. Yeah. The Andropolian economy worth seventeen point seven trillion amples, but amples are have a pretty good exchange rate. Oh, you know. Let's yeah. <laughs> is driven almost entirely by the private sector, which is led by the tourism industry, with major contributions from uranium mining, infotech and arms manufacturing, which took a hit um, this week, but uh, still, it's, it's a still leading leading industry. Average income is 48,000 amples. Jeez, okay. What was Even, your average again? 58. 58,627. In the middle again of us mm. all. Mm. has taken a couple hits on that front. Okay. It's taken a... Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, the, 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 income equality's got better, but average income's also gone. Down. So it's really just shaving off the top to lower the gap to the bottom. The trilogy of carnage <laughs> lived up to <laughs> lived up to itself uh, in every sense of the word. A, the average income is forty eight thousand amples, evenly distributed, with the richest citizens earning only three point nine times as much as the poorest. Mm. That was as recently as um, a few weeks ago, up around the six. Mm. I um, think three is more of an appropriate level from a Zane Australian perspective. Well, a popular Andropolian saying is wishing upon a fallen jet engine. <laughs> we we, we uh, yep. deregulated the, the airlines. Um, airlines as well. Yeah, massive disruptions in Andropolium. <laughs> the, um, the, the survivors the, will be strong. <laughs> <laughs> the government has adopted a more thrifty attitude to administering <laughs> the country's needs. Charity no longer begins at home. And burglary is widely regarded as the national sport. <laughs> Crime is moderate, with the police force struggling against a lack of funding and high mortality rate. Andropolia's oh. national animal is the penguin, which thankfully frolics freely in the nation's <laughs> sparkling oceans. <laughs> at right. least, at oh. least we're, we're keeping that environment pristine. And so what are your lifespans, boys? Lifespan uh, has decreased over the um, the past few weeks. It is mm-hmm. down now to sixty two and a half years. It was sixty three and a half as recently as three weeks ago. Uh, Fifty eight and a half for me. Ooh, wasn't yours higher? Yeah, um, I lost it. It was during something ridiculous. I think it was on the Patreon episode, which was the WikiLeaks one. Like ah, it was something that didn't make sense. Yeah. It just went down. So I, I did Freedom Press, and people were like, "Oh, I'm dying." <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Drama queen. I don't know. Uh, so Australians are still living a very fruitful 64.58 years. So Americans weren't built to live forever, but they will live more than any of your people ever get to. Lies. Are you really living without dogs, Sam? Well, they have the right to have dogs or not have dogs. That's yeah, if they whole... can find them. Dogs are a rare treat. The, to the, current, the current state of, uh, of Submerica's national animal I think is... Is a, is, a, is, a, is a testament to the Submerican spirit that it is inside festering and pustuly. You know, Whereas the Zane Australians prepare them lovingly to feed to their families. Can I just point out, <laughs> one of my favourite things about living in Australia is that I'm not constantly surrounded by wild forest living dogs. I love dogs. But You've never a, been to Fraser Island, apparently. Well, no, I've not, but like in the... In the lived-in areas. Um, of I'm just, you know, wild dogs, not a good thing to skip out on. I'm just saying. You heard it here first. Wild dogs, not a good thing to skip out on. <laughs> All right. Sure. <laughs> Whichever All right, way. well, that has been our, well, apparently super long 
uh, wrap-up episode. So if you have any opinions on what we have said, what we have done, what we have thought we would do but didn't, and what we should have done, please feel free to contact us on any of the social media formats. We are at World Order Pod on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash a new world order podcast. And as always, if you want to listen to all those secret special episodes, donate as little as $1 a month to our Patreon account and they will be yours. As always, I have been Zane C. Weber, Chancellor of Zane Australia, twirling towards the future. Supreme Leader Sebastian of the United States of Serb America, Train, say your prayers and eat your vitamins. And I have been El Presidente, Jefe Grande, Andrew Schossler of the Great Confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all, carte blanche, sounds blue. Gentlemen, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.